Welcome to the Burned Out Preacher Podcast, where we have frank discussions weekly on ministry struggles and how many of us in the ministry have gone from overwhelmed and exhausted to calm and equipped leaders who love being in ministry. I am your host, Monique Addison Stinson, Burnout Prevention Coach for Ministry Leaders. Are you ready to overcome burnout? If your answer is yes, then keep listening. So welcome back to the Burned Out Preacher Podcast. I am your host, Monique Addison Stinson. I am a burnout prevention coach, and right now I'm working with ministry leaders, but I will soon be working with Black professional women because I've had so many reach out to me and I was turning them away. Um, So I'm going to be expanding my services to help Black um, professional women as well. But today we are continuing our conversation around ministry burnout. It's just time to talk about it. And I have an amazing guest. I'm so excited to have him on. We've been following each other uh, for some time on Instagram and I love his posts. He just has this, I don't know, this pleasant spirit about him. And I just wanted to get him on. So I am going to let you introduce yourself. Thank you, Monique. Hello, everybody. I am Dr. Tony McNeil. I currently reside in Fort Mill, South Carolina, but I am originally from North Carolina Okay. and uh, a practicing uh, worship leader, worship educator, uh, worship uh, collaborator, and a uh, person that loves um, educating folks about worship and leading folks in worship and creating communities and curating conversations around healthy and ethical corporate worship practices. Uh, And especially as it relates to worship that is grounded in uh, a sense of justice and embrace and and the well-being of the body of Christ. So uh, that's where I I focus myself and I'm a professor um, and a practitioner and a lover of the Waffle House. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All things Waffle House. Uh, So yeah, that's who I am. And I'm grateful to uh, have this opportunity to be with you in this amazing platform that you've created. I know before we started recording, I I just wanted to publicly say thank you for creating space for us to have these kinds of conversations. Um, And thank you for your witness and for your vision for this platform, because it is saving lives. So thank thank you so much, so much for what you, what you give through, through this, uh, opportunity. Thank you so much. And shout out to Waffle House. That's, I guess, yes. that's a Southern thing because. <laughs> are you, but, are you a Waffle House lover? Listen, I am. <laughs> I haven't been in a while because I'm going okay. to pause and I gain weight, hey. but <laughs> I love some Waffle House. Okay. Yes. See, now, now that you mentioned, now I'm going to have to go. Now that you <laughs> Do yourself a favor. I know, right? I have to, on my next cheat day, I have to go to Waffle House because that I'm, I'm missing some good waffles. And come on, come on. I'm going to tell you, I used to love the, um, see, now I'm talking about Waffle House. The, um, <laughs> what is it called? Oh my gosh, I can't remember All what Star. it's called. Yes. All Star Meal. That's it. The All, yes. The All Star Good times. Good times. Absolutely. (laughs) But thank thank you again for coming on. Um, I just really, you know, when I was um, in in ministry and I just saw so many ministry leaders, pastors that were sick. They Mm -hmm. were just literally sick. And Um, I look at root causes and doing my research and the trainings and certifications I've received, the root cause is stress. And when you look at the the, um, role of not just a pastor, but also ministry leader, it is beyond stressful. It literally is burnout. And so what's your experience with burnout? Have you actually experienced ministry burnout? If so, what did that look like? Um, for me, it um, the onset of it for me was this whole notion of people pleasing uh, and um, always trying to get a, a rave review from the congregation for for from every worship service, from every ministry opportunity. Yeah. This this ongoing notion 
of pleasing people through the performance of worship. Ooh, the performance. Through the performance of worship. Mm. Wow. And that, um, it, especially from a, a worship um, um, perspective in which I come through serving as a minister, music, choir director, right. yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, it's, this, it's this ongoing, unspoken pressure to always make worship successful. Yes. Week by week by week by week. Yeah. And uh and over time that grind to get it right. I gotta get it right again. Yep. I gotta get it right again. I gotta make sure everybody's happy. Yep. Happy. Uh and even, you know, to the point in some situations, you know, we we measure the success of worship by whether or not a certain outward expression or a certain demonstrative action yep. takes place. Either it, it, did they shout today? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Did so? Did a particular person sing yep. uh, to the people's pleasure? Um, did we do the right song? And um, yeah. that, that can be the impetus of a lot of stress. Absolutely. Um, and and on those Sundays when you don't don't get it right, oh, you, you hear about it. <laughs> and and because folks like myself, artists, we wear our art. We yeah. are our product so we true. are the things that we things that we do yeah. but i had to learn over time and it took me a long time to learn it not to take the critique of the congregation personal um and sometimes it's grounded in folks just having a bad day and not able to receive Absolutely. the word in the ministry that you have prepared or that the ministry has prepared. Yeah. Some of it is just because people had a bad day and some of it is because people are just mean. Right. <laughs> and so how do you discern through right. that? Through right. healthy critique. And I think that there, there should be room available for healthy Absolutely. critique. And just people just being mean or yeah. people just you know sharing their personal biases with you. Yeah. Um, so you have to, to, to have that level of discernment and and self-awareness and knowing who you are in the midst of that critique. Right. That you don't lose yourself, your sense of identity and your sense of call because church people will make you question your call. If you, if you allow them, they will make you question your call and your self-worth. Yes. So how do you ground yourself in a way that allows you to stay grounded and rooted in God yeah. and the things of God yeah. as these winds of critique and these winds of, of um, you know, of things that people may say may blow you to and fro, but they won't uproot you. Absolutely. That is so good. And I was a uh, minister of music at my church as well. For, for several years and you're right it is so oh my gosh the people do not realize the pressure yeah on is. the minister of music I mean you're almost it's the message is I don't want to say based upon whether it is it really is based upon um you partnering with the pastor absolutely and so yeah. you really have to be on your game when the preacher's preaching, because you got to think of songs that go along with the message. If the pastor didn't already, like in my case, the pastor didn't tell me what the message was. So I had to think about as he, I can't even get the word myself. Cause I'm like thinking as I'm listening to the, the word, thinking of songs. Okay. Now what song <laughs> will go with this message to continue right. that flow of the spirit during the service? So you are absolutely correct. Oh my goodness. And people would be mad at you. Yeah. They'll yeah. be like, man, the preacher preached, but that dog on choir, they just messed yeah. up everything. <laughs> Absolutely. And, oh and that's, that's that synergy between worship leader and pastor yeah. is very critical. Absolutely. And really to me is at the heart of one's sanity and ability to be creative and to have a sense of, of creative and liturgical license in the moment of worship and not being scared that you're going to threaten the pastor's authority or the pastor will feel intimidated Ooh. because the choir got the house and the sermon and the didn't. sermon didn't <laughs> you know that that's very real very that, real uh, and how can you foster a relationship where it doesn't matter 
who gets the house. Absolutely. What matters is that the spirit is made manifest and that God's people be edified and uh, that they have an encounter with the living God, whether it's through the music, through the sermon, it could be through the prayer, it could be the, through the liturgical Absolutely. dance, that we don't own the worship. Absolutely. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> we don't own it. Don't. It's not ours. Okay. It, it is up to mm. us as worship leaders to facilitate the experience, the engagement between God and God's people. Absolutely. And that, it took me a long time to, to, to learn that lesson yeah. uh, in that, you know, this as a, um, as a um, immature or uh, less mature yeah. uh, minister of music, yeah. I would oftentimes see worship as this is my show. Right. This is my opportunity to prove to the congregation that I'm worthy enough to be here in this right. position. Right. Versus right. what can I do to help God's people mm. experience the presence of God? Mm. That's a totally different vantage point of yeah. your, your preparation and your self-awareness and your, your, your mentality, your, your, right. um, your sense of worth and, and value, yeah. uh, it takes you out of the out event. of it, yes. Absolutely. And it's about you doing what's best for the congregation to engage with the living God. Absolutely, which will prevent burnout. <laughs> yeah. If you're out of it, and you're just doing, you're just leading. You take absolutely. all that pressure off of you and just let God be God and God have His way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you do all that you can, and you that does not mean you don't bring your right. sense of work and preparation absolutely planning and um enthusiasm absolutely but um and you yeah. do the best that you can with that absolutely but you also leave wind for the uh, room for the wind of the spirit to come in yeah. and do what it's going to do absolutely. above and beyond yeah. your ability absolutely so, above and beyond and your yes. ability that yeah. is it right there. And that, and that is with the assumption that you have done your work. Right. Yeah. It's more to it than right. just showing up. That, but right. you do have to do your work. You do have to study your parts. You have to know your music. Yep. Um, you have to be prepared. Um, I, it, it, it stresses me out when I go and watch ministers of music lead worship uh, or lead choir rehearsals or uh, praise team rehearsals or what have you. And they are learning the music as they're trying to teach the music. Oh my goodness. No, mm -mm. that creates space, uh, a stress for your volunteers Absolutely. or for your paid singers that you have. You need to be prepared, prepared. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And it, it enhances the, the experience of the, uh, of the singers and the musicians. Yeah. And, um, and people can tell your effective leadership right. in worship. People right. know when you've prepared. Yes, and they people have. know when you are just winging it. Right. <laughs> Congregations are not stupid. Right. They, they, not, right. they might not come out and say it, but they know, they know. when, your, they know when yeah. that choir has practiced and they yeah. know when that praise team has not. Absolutely. Seriously. So Absolutely. Um, I love that. that that helps. In, in, in us being able to do our jobs effectively yeah. and not with all of that stress. Yeah. Um, okay. The other thing that I want to bring to uh, the forefront in talking about this ministry burnout, yeah. especially yeah. through the, the worship uh, arts ministries of churches, yeah. uh, is uh, one of the things I've learned is a calendaring, planning, and intentionally having Ooh. blackout dates yeah. when you don't have rehearsals. Yeah. When you when your choir members get to rest, your music ministry, your worship ministry gets to rest. The mm. black church is one of the busiest enterprises I have ever encountered with all of our special days, oh Men's God. Day, Women's Day, Men, uh, Mission Sunday, you know, choir anniversary, Usher's anniversary. We are a busy people. Yes. We and are. we think the more programs we have and the more ministry we're doing, the more effective we are. And what does it mean to intentionally plan times throughout your calendar, your, your calendar year of ministry, yeah. where you give the ministry time to rest? Yes. 
That may that might that might look like maybe during the summer months between June, June and August. We don't have rehearsal, yes. but we still might show up and we just sing the songs we've been learning. Learning, yeah, all along. Absolutely. Okay. What does it look like to have a Sunday where the congregation is the choir? Oh, you give the choir a Sunday or two off yeah. every now and then, and you let the congregation yes, be the they, choir. Right? They know those songs. They know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And one I of the things that, that I, I try to impress upon ministers of music that I uh, mentor is that you should always be building and adding and teaching music to the congregation. Yes. The congregation needs its own repertoire. Absolutely. And that the music that they can sing by themselves in the absence of a rehearsed choir or praise team. Right. What I are those songs that... And I, I go a, a step further to say that the congregation is the most important musical organization in any church. Now, see, that's, so what are we, I never heard that, but that is yes. so true. What are we doing to cultivate the congregational voice yeah. of the church? Mm. Okay. Uh, and and we need to do that. That okay. They are as much of as important to the life of the church yeah. as the various choirs and praise teams that you might have. Right. So find some Sundays, if, if it's just the fifth Sunday or, you know, one Sunday every quarter where the congregation is the choir. Yeah, it's mm. so, that is so good. I was working with, um, I hate to say white church, but no, it was a white church, you know, I mean, all Absolutely. the past, everybody was white. Okay. Um, and they do that. They do that. They have a Sunday. And I think it was a fifth Sunday, but they had, I can't remember what they called it. I think it was called hymn song or something like that. But the okay. congregation yes. actually led worship. They sung, they took over and the choir got a chance to rap. That is yeah. so good. Yeah. They need it. Wow. And especially volunteers. You know, yeah. uh, uh, most most of our our, our ch ministries in the black church are volunteer based. Exactly. And volunteerism. And I, I've written some uh, Facebook posts about it. Volunteerism is a very powerful, very tool. powerful. And oftentimes worship pastors and music ministers take for granted that volunteers yep. always be there. Yeah. Volunteerism is powerful in that a volunteer can wake up the day of your concert, the day of a worship service and say, I'm not going mm -mm. <laughs> for whatever reason. Right. Okay. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nope. I mean, uh, within reason, because nope. um, volunteers can do that. That's the power That's of volunteering. Absolutely. They can come and go when they want to. Absolutely. And so I think making... Uh, or having strategic moments in the calendar year where there is rest yeah. and reflection yeah. and creative um, worship planning that mm. allows time for rest and um, and time off is a way to show your choir members that you appreciate them, that you value their time. Yeah. And it gives them a, a chance to connect back to family, Absolutely. connect back to, you know, some things that they may put on hold for the sake of ministry. Uh, and so we, we should be ca cautious of that and, and very intentional about scheduling blackout dates is what I call them, yeah. or rest moments of rest yeah. and re intentional rest and reflection. I love this. I yeah. love this. I had never heard this because I teach this to my pastors, right? And other ministry leaders is intentionally adding days off on your calendar. Absolutely. Let's every, and you need to, to talk to your team and let them know, hey, these are the dates I'm going to have every month. These are the days I'm going to have off. And I even encourage pastors to take time off during every single day. Just like in corporate America, you have to take an hour lunch. That's right. Take you some time off, get away, get outside, step away from the Bible right? and go into church, which is outside. God is outside. Absolutely. right? And um, enjoy that and just step away because a lot of times pastors are in, in ministry leaders. We read the Bible with the intent to 
um, get a word to preach and not actually be preached to from the word, if that makes any sense. We're well, not actually, yeah. You know, we're actually reading it to really fully understand and apply it to our lives, but to, oh, great, that's a great sermon, right? And it, it's it, they're constantly working and not really listening and enjoying God in everything that God is. Absolutely. Because now it's a vocation for you. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you encourage worship leaders to factor in some blackout that I love that so much. Yep. And every church has its own rhythm of, you know, activity. Yeah. If you find the rhythm that best fits your particular yeah. community. Yeah. For some people, you know, it might mean, you know, the choir has one Sunday off every other month or every right. month. You know, it varies. You find the rhythm yeah. that works for you. But as long as you develop some rhythm yeah. of rest, um, I <laughs> think people, the longevity uh, and their, um, uh, th in terms of their commitment to the ministry and their willingness to come out and participate will be enhanced yeah. if they know we have rest planned in our calendar. Absolutely. But if your calendar is go, 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 what's going to happen is your volunteers are going to self-select times when they rest. <laughs> right. And it's not going to be when you want. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're going to, be, they're going to make time to rest. Yep. You don't allow it. Yep. Um, and, and we, as leaders, we need the rest. Yes. We need the time to, um, to maybe go and like you said, go to a workshop or a conference to yep. be fed, exactly. where we are edified, where we are there to, to glean and learn, um, and not always, you know, the person up front leading and teaching yep. that we need to be taught. Absolutely. and inspired Absolutely. as well yeah. so making time for that is yeah. is very very beneficial Ugh. question ever catch yourself holding your breath or feeling tense throughout the day well, mindful breathing is a great way to take a break from the world and focus on your own well-being, no matter how busy you are. It's a practice that has been around for centuries to promote relaxation, peace of mind, and better health. And the cool thing is that it's always available to you, but no one actually does it though. That's why I created a mindful breathing guide. With my Mindful Breathing Guide, which is free by the way, you can learn how to be more mindful of your breath and reap all of the benefits that come with it. You can do this anywhere, at any time, without any special equipment or training. All you need is a few minutes of your day to yourself. Alright, so just click the link in the description in this podcast to grab your free guide and choose your favorite breathing exercise practice today. So good. I like when you said, and it's so funny when you mentioned about, um, especially in the black churches where we have programs after programs after programs. I was just telling my mom, I was like, why do we have so many programs in the church? Yeah. <laughs> it's just program. It's, it's, and not saying there's no ministry going on, but does it have to be Women's Day, Men's Day, um, you know, Harvest Day? And <sighs> yeah, a lot of that is was handed down to us. It was from our ancestors and from generations yeah. that yeah. Uh, were before us. Yeah. Uh, I think we're in an age now where we we really need to reimagine. You know, do we really is this really serving the community? Right. Is it really serving us? See, there is you it, go. That's the question. Is it really how, serving the community? Yeah. Yes. And how can some of this stuff be combined? And and some of it, if we were really honest, needs to be just eliminated. Yeah. Taken off the books. Yeah. And uh, I will say a lot of it is fundraising. Amen. That's <laughs> that's that's honest. A yes. lot of it is just fundraising, and yep. there's really no ministry involved, unfortunately. And it's really a a, a a different way to package a fundraiser. Absolutely. And I will go even a step further to to say that 
I would suggest for churches to even have a calendar of giving. Like when yes. you have strategic moments, when you know you're going to be asking your congregation to give a little extra, yeah. that those moments be spaced out and planned um, you know, in accordance with your financial team, your stewards or whoever right, is governing right. your budget so that you're not pounding people month after month, week after week. Yep. Um, I, I think there's a healthy way to do that. It is. If we would just sit and plan. If we Absolutely. would just sit and think <laughs> about it intentionally. Yeah, and how that can react. We face our strategic um, financial ask or our financial yep. campaigns throughout the year so people don't feel financially burdened by the church yeah, yeah. because members get burned out as well yeah. <laughs> and fi there's financial burnout absolutely a real thing absolutely. it really is oh my uh, goodness that is so so good yeah. so have you noticed like have you noticed any of uh, fellow ministry leaders having burnout and what, what did it look like for them? What did you see? Um, I have, uh, yeah, I see it all the time. Um, I can um, relate to myself. Uh, my, my, when I started to uh, experience ministry burnout in the last church that I worked at, um, I knew it was time to let it go when I would drive to the church and sit in the parking lot for 20 minutes. Oh yeah, that's a good Preparing myself to go into the because, building. Yeah, yeah. It's time to go. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when you have to find the strength to mm -hmm. even walk into the building. Yeah, that's a good sign. <laughs> that is a that is a telltale sign that right. something's wrong. Yeah. But we but there's that that part of us that no, this is the work of God. No, you gotta press yeah. through it. No, you gotta you yeah. you're the minister of music, so you still gotta show up. Yeah. Um, but I I did not have someone there to tell me, no, pause. And really own those feelings, and when you you feel them, and yes. name them, name it in that moment. Yes. And and be true to it, and don't don't pray it down, don't uh, wish it away. Yep. Um, I it, it, it yeah. I reflect on those Sundays when I knew I didn't want to be there because I was tired, yep. because I was frustrated, yep. and just needed a break. Yeah. But you know, you put your poker face on. For the sake of the ministry, yeah. For the sake of the check, yeah. That's true. Bill. Absolutely. And you're standing there, you know, with the face of worship on, with the performance of worship on, and you're dying inside. Yeah. Oh man. And you, you need, you need the very worship that you're leading the people yes. in. Yes. You need it just as much as they do. Oof. Um, and your ability to still, for God to still use you even in that, through that brokenness yeah. and people to be able to still receive yeah. and to experience the living God, even through your brokenness itself is a testament to, to, to God <laughs> and not to yourself. To you. <laughs> if you, you, if you were truly honest, you would probably be face down right. in, the, in, in the pulpit. Or in the Ooh. choir off, crying your eyes out. Absolutely. But there's a strength that the spirit gives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. But there, there, there are some. There's some days when you know the spirit does not show up. Right. And right. and you are in your humanity and you're in your 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 feelings. Yeah. But you still have to serve. You have to serve. You still have to, and we do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But to what expense? Exactly. And that's yeah. the question you have to ask yourself. Absolutely. You know, that's the question you have to ask yourself. And I'm so happy. This is why I have this podcast. One of the reasons is that those who just go to church, mm -hmm. they're not active. They just show up on Sunday for a couple of hours and they go home. They don't understand yeah. what sacrifices Physical lot. sacrifices are being made. Yeah. And I don't want to say for the there for Sunday it's morning. It's a lot. It's a lot. And people see the finished product. Right. But the preparation, when it's done well, 
Um, and the planning and the follow-up and the making sure and sometimes covering other folks work or um, commitments when they drop the ball right go behind them and and make sure stuff is in place um, because when it falls apart I mean a lot of times the pastor comes to you or right congregation is looking at you like why was this a mess today right exactly Um, Exactly. and so that's that's the part that Uh the congregation uh, oftentimes does not understand or they, no. they don't get to see it, Mm-mm. but um, it's a real, real part of what it means to work in a, in ministry, part-time or full-time. Right. Or volunteer. Yeah. Or volunteer. Yeah. That's a, behind the scenes madness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even just on Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, the sound checks and, yep. uh, and, and what do you do when your key person doesn't show up? Yeah. Or your key person is late. Yep. Um, you gotta you gotta have a ram in the bush. Absolutely. Oh, and I've I've learned that one of the things that I that's that that I um I acquired uh, one of the lessons or uh, disciplines that I've learned is for any song that I teach uh, when I'm working with a church or for a church, I always have multiple people who can lead that song. Oh yeah. Not just. Ooh. One solo, yeah. because that one soloist on any given Sunday can wake up and say, I ain't going. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you're sitting there like, well, Sister Susie ain't here, so we can't sing her song. Yes, we can. Ministry should not be limited to a single person. That's right. That's right. So what does it look like to have multiple people who can do that song? And that's extremely smart. Um, as a ministry leader, especially over ministry of music, is to recognize other people's gifts and then have yep. those backups. That's <laughs> yep. talk about planning. <laughs> yes, and it sends the signal to all of all of all of the people that you're not indispensable. Absolutely, all of us can be replaced. Try dying. <laughs> Try dying. <laughs> right, right, or getting sick because I've okay. seen, yes. I've seen, I've seen some pastors and ministries who. They never took care of themselves. Now they're sick and they in the hospital for months and months and they can't. Well, not only that, but when you when you are are not there or you decide not to show up, churches can easily replace you. Absolutely. I have seen places, instances where ministers of music have passed away from whatever reason. Two weeks later, the job description is up. Absolutely. Or if somebody resigns, I I remember in a church where I resigned. On a Thursday, Monday morning, people were bringing their resumes to the church that I had resigned. Once the word got out that Monday, people were bringing resumes, dropping them off at the receptionist. Absolutely. We all can be replaced. Absolutely. (laughs) Let the word get out that your job is over. Listen, okay. Absolutely. (laughs) And your, your, your very friends... Yep. Will be the ones applying for your job. Absolutely. They won't let your body get cold in the ground. No, won't. And your, mm. your job will be up on the internet. That's right. Absolutely. Which is another reason why you need to take care of yourself. You, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Take care of yourself. I love that so much. How did you recover? How did you recover? Was it um, changing your mindset? Was it realizing that you are replaceable? Um, but what did you do to recover from burnout and how are you ensuring that it doesn't happen again? I was, I I had to be honest with my feelings and how I was feeling in those moments when I was sitting in the car. Yeah. I had to be brave enough to say, this is not right. Yeah. This is how I'm feeling. Also, I want to encourage, especially music ministers and psalmists and folks who serve in worship to have Build community with other worship leaders in your city yeah. or in your in your area and have opportunities where you all get together and just be among each other and listen to each other's stories. That's yeah. uh, not necessarily saying just make those times just a time to gripe about your pastor and Absolutely. gripe about all the things that's going wrong in your church. But just to be around other people who are going through what you're going through in itself can be an encouragement. It can be an uplift and it can be a reminder that you're not out there by yourself. Yeah. What does it, and it doesn't have to be a whole lot of people. No. Folks that, you know, that you can 
create trust and community with, that goes a long way. Yeah. It really does. And maybe you devote, you know, one day a month or maybe two, two days a month where you all get together, yeah. go to a restaurant or meet at somebody's house and y'all just sit and be. Absolutely. Oh. That, that in itself is a measure of self-care. It really is. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. It really so, is. So that was one way that I, I was able to, to nurture myself through that was build, find community. That's really And cool. connect with folks and talk with folks that you can trust and and share and get that out of you. Yeah. Talk it out, pray it out, pray. Yeah. You know, not just talking and, and complaining, but being able to talk and complain and say what you need to say and then pray. Absolutely. Oh. Pray in community with those folks. Um, oh, good. Again, going to conferences and conventions where you don't have to be on stage. You don't have, right. to, play, you don't have to direct. You don't have to pick songs. Where you become the congregant. Yeah. And you are ministered to. Those times are critical. Yeah. Those times are needed. And having that, having the ability to um to, to do that to refresh yourself and to remind yourself that you are human. You are human. Can I just say for any <laughs> pastors and ministry leaders listening, when you have a fellow pastor and ministry leader sitting in your, maybe they're on vacation and they're just mm -hmm. sitting in your church. Don't call them up to preach and sing. Let, let them just relax. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That, that's, and that is so, so critical. <sighs> and, and also if you are in a place where that is happening and you don't feel like ministering, be honest about yeah. that and say, no, thank you, but yeah, no thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. on vacation. Um, or if the spirit is saying, do it, you know. Then do, do it, it, obviously, it. yeah. But Absolutely. if that is your time to intentionally, you know, not be on, on the clock, if you right. will. Right, uh, right. I know, saw it. Own it. Yeah. Absolutely. I saw a, um, a couple of videos. One was uh, one of Marvin Sapp. He was somewhere. Oh, yeah. and somebody was like, hey, my friend Marvin Sapp, don't you lead a song? Right. He was like, no. Right. <laughs> and then one with Shirley Caesar. Did yes. you see that one? <laughs> did. I did. All of those are forms of self-care. Absolutely. Because people will wear you out. They will. Yep. Absolutely. And they sure won't will. pay you. Mm-mm. Won't pay you. They'll pay you no attention. <laughs> Right. And then talk about you, but you know what? They'll talk about anybody. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, I, I've always said saying no is a complete sentence. You don't need to tell them why, just no. That's right. That is always, right. As you mentioned, owning it. That is perfect. Now you mentioned you're a professor. Tell me a little bit about that because I'm intrigued. I didn't know that for some reason. Yes, yes, yes. I am a, um, currently an online adjunct professor is what I'm, I'm calling myself now. Nice. I am doing more teaching online with various seminaries throughout the country, teaching courses in worship okay. uh, or music related courses um, within the given curriculum. I am an adjunct professor at Clinton College okay. in Hill, South Carolina. Um, I was a full-time member of the staff for about three years where I was a choir director and department chair. But I since um, have um, reimagined my uh, involvement with Clinton um, and uh, have adjusted to an adjunct online professor. Uh, but I'm also teaching also as an adjunct professor at Campbell University in okay. and at the ITC in Atlanta. Yeah. All online. All online. That awesome. and, uh, and that works for me. Yeah. I'm enjoying yeah. the engagement. And when I'm I have to be on the road uh, to serve in other places, I can take my classroom with me. That's perfect. Uh, and so that was a moment of where, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic, I knew that I was not in a position to go back into brick and mortar. I didn't want to. Uh, and I knew I still wanted to continue to teach. Yeah. And so I had to have a hard conversation with yeah. myself and um, with my boss at uh, Dr. McCorn, who was so loving and so understanding when I talked to him about it. Uh, that I'm I'm just in a new phase of redefining my vocation. And right now it's in the online platform. It's in the online dimension. 
and uh, doing some hybrid teaching and still engaging with denominations and other um, organizations who are doing ministry and collaborating with them. So I'm all over the place. I uh, love that. All kinds of things that I love. And yeah. this is work that is life-giving and affirming um, for me and where I think God has called me. So I, I'm, I'm loving it. I love that so much. Um, Thank you. I, um, what was I going to say? Um, you, you talk about online teaching and when the pandemic hit, churches went crazy. <laughs> they were just so lost and still a loss. They were, you know, you know, scrambling to get back into the building instead of embracing this amazing opportunity yes. to reach more people using online platforms. Um, how are you seeing with, or what are you seeing with uh, music ministers or worship leaders are they embracing it or are they having a tough time as well? I have seen the the wide res, uh, spectrum of responses to what you're what you just addressed gotcha. from music ministers uh, who were resistant to the technology mm -hmm. and not open to the possibilities yeah. uh, all the way to the folks who embraced it wholeheartedly yeah. and evoked a an era of creativity and possibility beyond their own imagination. So I've seen the full gamut. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. It, it depends on the church yeah. and, and the music minister mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and the resources that are available for them right. to create and innovate and um and and renew worship in in these new different ways. Um, I have seen efforts where um, music ministers have combined choirs. Uh, choirs have been dissolved. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the, uh, new ministries have emerged. Yeah, it, it created an opportunity for us to pump the brakes and think about the stuff that is essential and the stuff that is not. If the pandemic did not do anything, it did that. Absolutely. Yeah, because we yes. we learned to do effective ministry on a dime. And, right. And we learned, um, a lot of churches learned to trim the fat off of corporate worship. There was a lot of right. stuff we could have been doing without. Absolutely. But what does it mean to streamline ministry without uh, compromising the integrity of ministry? And the and the essence of, mm. of corporate worship. Yeah. So I I I, um, I use this phrase this economy of time. Oh, I know? like that. Yeah. So how how do we have just as much of an effective worship service in a smaller time frame? Because this whole notion of people's attention spans. Yeah. And and also we have to be honest about that. And also the um, opportunity that people have to click onto somebody else's service. Right. Even while they have yours playing in the background. <laughs> I can be watching the Kojic church and the Absolutely. church and the Baptist and the Presbyterian. I can have five denominations up at one time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> forced us into this dimension of creativity and, and also authenticity. Uh, creativity uh, and off authenticity um, to where we we made ourselves available to not only the people we normally serve, but it opened up the opportunity for us to reach even more people. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a beautiful, and I still think that it's a beautiful opportunity. I know of yeah. churches whose giving, um, the giving, the um, um, offering yeah. and tithes and yeah. offerings shot through the roof. Yeah. When they went online or did started to do hybrid, right? Um, because more people were uh, finding out about their ministries, and um, I know of some churches who haven't gone back yeah. or have made a commitment to go back maybe once a Sunday. They are in 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 person worship, or once every other or every other Sunday they're doing in person worship, and the other Sundays they're doing virtual worship. Yeah. Um, and and they said this is what we want going forward, right? right. You know, so the the pandemic um, allowed us to reconnect to family, reconnect to rest. Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course, too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
and um, and how we can see rest and re, uh, and recovery as valuable tools for our our ministry and for our longevity. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I I and I see some ministries who have gone back and they have gone back to the busyness of pre-COVID. Yes. Um, and uh. you know that. It, I guess that's that's working for some people, yeah. but there are some people who will never come back to the yep. brick and mortar. Yep. And it's not because they don't like the church or they don't like God Absolutely. or that they want to disassociate themselves with church, but it's maybe because of health reasons and, you know, family dimensions, yeah. dynamics, family dynamics yeah. that uh, people may not come to and that's okay it's okay so yeah. it's an, it's it's important for us if we want to last to be able to do the both and i think you have to you do you absolutely and you're right you mentioned the health reasons you know my mom my mom was a steward in the ame church um i used to be a steward um years ago and um if it was not for the pandemic i think and she's she can't walk like she used to and she has to use a walker and my church has a lot of steps (laughs) but if it wasn't for the pandemic I don't feel like she would have felt comfortable Mm. staying home hey ministry leader do you feel overwhelmed and exhausted and you haven't had a break in years Do you feel swamped and you feel like you're on the clock 24-7? What about your health? Has your health worsened since you entered the ministry? First, please know that you're not alone. The Schaefer Institute reported that 90% of pastors say they work 55 to 70 hours per week, and 50% of them feel unable to meet the demands of ministry. Secondly, there's help. You need to work with me. I'm a burnout prevention coach for ministry leaders, and I will teach you stress management and relaxation techniques that will help you go from overwhelmed and exhausted to feeling like a calm and equipped leader who actually loves being in ministry. All you have to do is go to businesschurchlife.com then go to the work with me tab and complete the burnout prevention application to apply to work with me. Now, due to the nature of my training, I can only work with a few ministry leaders at a time. So go complete the application as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. She would have tried to get up the steps so she can be in place because that's what you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that propagation. Absolutely. And, and church being ingrained in her. Yep. Uh, this is my life. This is a part of my, is- an important part of my life. And right. not going to the building. It, yes. it, 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 it ushers in guilt. It could. Yeah. yeah. A sense of guilt and, and unworthiness. And yes. I got to be there. I got to yeah. visit my church. Absolutely. Yeah. Now she's free. The pandemic gave her that freedom Listen. to be. Okay. <laughs> God still loves you, mama. Right? Said, right, right. You know, she yeah. still, she gets up. She's always done that. She gets up, reads her Bible. And, um, but she's now can, she watches other churches um, during the week, but on yes. Sunday she can still see her church online. And that just means a lot. And I also deal, you know, you don't know this, but I deal with a health condition myself. It's a form of dysautonomia. It's called POTS. And it stands for postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And so um, I was diagnosed with that in 2011. And I actually scaled down going to church because of my own health condition. And I, and it, it's so funny. It's not funny. It's sad, actually, um, that I stopped going because um, I have what people call an invisible illness. So when you look at me, I don't, I look fine, but I don't feel fine a lot of times. And I would go to church and sometimes um, the condition will um, cause you to black out when you stand up too, too quickly. Um, I had to drink a lot of water to keep and, and I had to use a lot of salt in the water to keep my blood pressure 
um, elevated enough so that I don't pass out when I stood up. So mm -hmm. drinking a lot of water, you got to pee a lot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I was going to the bathroom a lot. So I had to get up quite a bit in church and the ushers had that look like, <laughs> right. Well, man. Right. right. You just went like 15 minutes ago. Right. Um, so I actually stopped because of the looks I would get and, mm. you know, and which is, which is sad. You know, I told them what I was dealing with, but I looked fine. Um, so she clearly isn't dealing with whatever she said she was dealing with now because she looks good. Right. right. But I wasn't feeling yeah. well. And I literally stopped going because of the looks I would wow. get because I, they weren't accommodating to my illness. Right. So, Right. You know, which is really sad, but it is, it is, it is. And we, it, it is so unfortunate that, um, you know, we're, we're, we don't give ourselves room for all kinds of abilities and inabilities right. that people have that are seen, that are unseen. Right. Um, right. Even contribute to a person's stress level of just coming to church. Like, right. oh my God. All the, you know, we a lot of churches. There's a lot of standing up and sitting down. That was my church. <laughs> so it depends on the style of worship, yep. you know, and yeah. not guilting people if they're not able. Right. And that's another thing that um, some worship leaders are. You know, this whole uh, taking for granted that everybody has ability. Absolutely. Just by, like you said, looking at people just because they walk into the church does not mean they're not dealing with some right. physical ailment that you cannot see. Yeah. How? What does it mean to lead worship in a way that you are aware of that, that you are sensitive to that, and that you lead worship in a way that does not guilt people for not being able to do what everybody else can do? Right. Exactly. I remember one time I, and I wasn't feeling well. And it was during a um, worship, the worship part of service. And um, the pastor was asking people to raise their hand. And I had mine kind of halfway. It went all the way up. But he literally came and lifted, tried to lift my hand. <laughs> now I'm pissed and can't worship. I'm like, no, you not. To wow. wow. <laughs> Again, that's making assumptions. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. God bless us. Yeah. We end up doing more harm than good. Right. From our assumptions. From our assumptions. You're absolutely what They say right. when we assume. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, huh. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> but that is really all I have. What, what would you leave? with your colleagues. I know you mentioned, which I loved um, trying to find a sense of community mm -hmm. and like-minded people. Um, what else would you leave with um, your colleagues um, so that they can, one, be open to admitting that they are burned out? And then two, what can they do to prevent burnout in the future? What would you like to leave with them? I would love to encourage um, music ministers, um, if you're working full-time or part-time for a church, um, ask for counseling services as a benefit. Um, you need a therapist. Everybody needs a therapist, if, especially if you're working in ministry. I don't care if you're just playing the drums. I don't care if you're just playing the keyboard and you're not teaching parts or whatever. Find it out if your church will support you going to a therapist once a month. Absolutely. I once love a that. quarter. Um, and if you are interviewing for a job and that part is not included in your benefits, um, if the church is extending benefits to you, ask for that. Let that be yeah. a negotiating a part of your package that, you know, I'd like to have opportunities to see a counselor once a month or once every other month. Um that is just as as critical as you know you getting your paycheck um you know what's the paycheck if you're not well enough to enjoy it absolutely so, uh, so and that can affect how you minister absolutely absolutely oh, so being having a place that you can go and and unload that stuff that you yeah. might harbor over time yeah. is is very critical yeah, um, yeah uh, uh, having that and also, um, you know, just uh, 
making time to have ministry opportunities for your own self-growth and development. Um, if that means, one of the things I used to do is go to other music ministry rehearsals yeah. and sit in the back and just watch and learn and be ministered to. Yeah. Just call some of your colleagues in the, in your city and say, can I come and just sit in on, on a rehearsal? Yeah. You would be amazed at number one, how much you will learn yeah. just by yeah. sitting and watching and observing yeah. and then opportunities for you to be blessed and inspired by another ministry. Yeah, just by sitting and so watching. Good. That is so that, good. That is something that I try to do at least once a month. Yeah. Go to somebody else's rehearsal and sit. You don't have to teach. Just yep. sit and be. Absolutely. I love that. I, th I think pastors need to ask for um, some type of, you know, mental health, something, you know, seeing yes. a therapist or something. That is so true. And then I used to do that. Um, I used to go to another church. Mm -hmm. um, they had eight o'clock service. I went so much. They thought I was a member. I went <laughs> for like years. Right. But I, I had that... Um, thought that I needed, I needed to be, as you said, I needed to just go mm -hmm. to church and just enjoy service. Because when I was at my church, I was working. I wasn't really present and, right. and worshiping God. Like I wanted to, That's right. um, because I'm working and trying to listen. And but, right. so I would go to a, another church at eight o'clock and I, oh my goodness, I needed that so much. So that right. is such, such so, oh, that's so good. So, and the, so good. And the way that churches now have things, um, services virtually, right? You know, dedicate like on Sundays yep. at six o'clock or Saturday night. There's some yep. Saturday night services. Like this is my time for me mm -hmm. to worship. God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you know when I go to the church where I serve. You know, you're still worshiping, but you're working at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, because yeah. as a worship leader or minister of music, you not only have to be in the moment, but you've got to be thinking ahead. Thinking ahead. Coming down the line. Exactly. Yeah. And so sometimes that's hard to do and be in the yep. moment and worship and try to receive because you're thinking, okay, you think after this sermon, right. I got to come up with a song yep. to, like you said, to to uh, as a response to this sermon. Yep. Making sure, you know, we got PowerPoint slides that yep. are announcements. I got to make sure they don't. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. It's so a creating lot. and finding spaces where you yeah. don't have to think about that stuff. Yeah. And, and staying true to it and com yeah. being committed to it and um, making it a, an appointment that you don't cancel. Yeah. That is important. This is, this is mm. my worship time. This is my me time. Absolutely. Very critical. You're like me. I put stuff like that on my calendar and yeah. I do not break appointments with myself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I love that so yeah. much. I feel like I want you to come back on late. <laughs> Invite me. I'd love to. I, I love really to. do. I really Thank do. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This has been so good. You preached Dr. Tony. Oh, no, I don't know about that. You did. You <laughs> listen, I, I needed this. I got a lot out of it. So. <laughs> I well, thank I'm you very, so glad much. You. Oh. Thank you. So tell everybody, where can they find you? Oh, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Tony McNeil, T-O-N-Y. And uh, my last name is McNeil, M-C-N-E-I-L-L. Uh, I have two Facebook pages, a Tony McNeil page, and then my professional page is Dr. Tony McNeil, D-R period, T-O-N-Y-M-C-N-E-I-L-L. -L. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tony, D-R-T-O-N-Y-M-A-C, Dr. Tony Mac, at Dr. Tony Mac, Perfect. on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah. and uh, Are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok. Are you really? I'm still, I'm, I'm learning TikTok. Um, and it's the same handle, Dr. Tony Mack. Gotcha. Yes. I also have a ministry page okay. uh, that I invite people to follow is um, the Call to Worship group. It's on Facebook. Okay. And it's an online community for worship leaders and worship pastors and oh, musicians. Oh. Or, um, and I, pro I provide resources and links to helpful things. 
uh, such as this broadcast. I'm going to put this on, on that page Perfect. and of, uh, oftentimes post job opportunities, oh, part-time and full-time job opportunities for musicians who might be looking. Uh, so it's a, it's a ministry resource page for Perfect. worship creatives and, um, and folks who love worship to come and just glean from a variety of different sort resources, books, um, albums, uh, music, um, release releases yeah. and all sorts of information to enhance your personal and your um, local ministry that you might be leading in in a particular church or community. Oh, that is so. so it's called the Call to Worship Group. Okay, and that's on and Instagram on Facebook. and yes, and Facebook. Okay, okay, perfect. That is so good. Yeah, this is yeah, this is a ministry for you, definitely. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> definitely well i have enjoyed you so much like i said i may be reaching out to have you back on because this was such a good conversation thank you i'd love to come back so just let me know i sure you know. will i sure will well thank you so much well that is all everyone and i'll see you next time bye Thank you so much for listening to the Burned Out Preacher Podcast. And make sure you are following me on Instagram. I'm at Burnout Coach Mo. And I would love, love, love to hear from you. So make sure you send me a DM and say hi. And let me know if this podcast has been helpful. Also, it would be very helpful if you would leave a five-star rating for this podcast, as it will really, really help other ministry leaders find this podcast so it can help them also. If you leave a rating, make sure you take a screenshot and send me a DM so I can personally thank you. Again, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.